0: You're listening to the 9 a.m. Sunday School class led by Pastor Greg Voorhees, Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church, Sunday, January 28, 2024. For more information about SVBC, you can visit their website, svbcfamily.com, or find them on all things social at svbcfamily.
1: So let's pray and we'll dive in. Right, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, Lord. We just thank you as we continue to the study. Lord, we just ask you to use it to make us more like Jesus, we pray, amen. The, the, uh, like we've been doing, I'm going to read through the lesson very quickly, just so you get the, kind of the content, but the, um, clearly the, the meat is in the, the questions, <laughs> so that's, I want to get to the questions as quick as possible. So if I'm talking too fast, just say slow down, because I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, get to the questions. Is there a certain Oh, this is a celebrate. Is yeah, this is something completely. Really this is a celebrate recovery uh, okay. um, step study. Oh, okay. Okay, so the principle good. two this week, we're still on principle two and step two. Principle two being earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to Him, and He has the power to help me recover. That's Matthew 5:4, blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And step two, they came to believe that the power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That's Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you uh, to will and to act according to his good purposes. It says, let's think about it. Insanity has been described as doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result each time. Sanity has been defined as wholeness of mind, making decisions based on truth. The following are, the, are some of the gifts we will receive when we believe that our higher power Jesus Christ has the power to restore us to sanity. So our cross this week is sanity. The S is strength. Jesus gives us strength to face his, our fears uh, that in the past have caused us to fight, flee, or freeze. There's two, two scriptures there. Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and our strength in ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. In Psalm 73.26, my mind and my body may grow weak. But God is my strength, and and is all I ever need. So the A in sanity is acceptance. We learn, we learn to have realistic expectations of ourselves and others. Romans fifteen seven says, "Accept one another then, for the glory of God, as Christ has accepted you." The N in sanity is new life. We discover that we have an opportunity for a second chance. We do not live, we do not have to live by our old ways any longer. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says when someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. The I is integrity. Uh, We begin to follow through in our promises. Others start trusting us, um, and others start trusting what we say. Uh, 3 John 4 says uh, "Nothing, nothing brings me greater joy than hearing that my children are living in the truth. The T in Sandy is trust. We begin to trust relationships and others and their higher power, Jesus Christ. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five 25 says it's dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, uh, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. And lastly, the why in is your higher power. The why for your, your higher power. Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. No matter what you've done in the past, God wants to forgive it. Romans 5, 8 is why we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So no matter what shape your life is in the day, together, together God and you can handle it. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. And if you take action to complete the next principle, your future will be blessed and secured. Matthew 6.34 says, So don't be anxious about tomorrow, for, God will, uh, for, uh, for uh, God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. All righty, their questions—the stuff that we're shooting for. So, what things have you been doing over and over again, expecting a different result each time? So, 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 what, what things have you have been in your life that you've done the same thing the same way over and over and over, and, and thinking that maybe things might change? reaching out to a strange in their case of daughters relationships in general you know reconciliation is a god thing but but the but there are there are certain people it just seems like and sometimes it is their family you know that we just seem to have a difficult time connecting with and and the um, especially if especially if there's a, a And part of the sanity thing that they were saying is is making decisions based on truth. Sometimes, you know, people look through a relationship through through lenses that aren't true. You you, you know, and I know in their case, you you know, the the one particular daughter, I mean, it was just like, her life was so horrible as a child. You know, it's like, where does that come from? You know, you've always had food, you always had, you always had a, a, a roof over your head, you, you, you know, you had a cell phone when you were like 10 years old, you had, you, you know, what, what, my goodness, what else, what, what else is there? But, you know, but life, you know, she, she tends to look at things through this lens of, of, of what's not true. So sometimes, sometimes we, we do need breaks or even seasons that's sometimes apart. Because God God sometimes God needs to work on both halves. One half or both halves before this, this can so if you try to force the issue over and over and over and over, you know, thinking that oh it's gonna be better this time, some, sometimes sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. The relationships, reaching out from relationships, sometimes that can that can be a you know a source of insanity in our lives. You know the sometimes some of our go to things. You know we've you know we've been talking a lot in here about you know alcohol and different things. Maybe going to maybe going to something that's not not you know a go to for help. You know a comfort that's 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 not God. You know expecting maybe it'll be just a little better or you know that could be an insanity thing. The um, for a lot of people, the the finances it can be a source of insanity. They they do this, they make the same poor decisions over and over and over in their finances, and, and thinking, well, maybe it'll be different this time. You know that you know it, it, it's there. Be it could be anything, anything really. Is there anybody else that would like to share something you've done? Yeah. So, so, we we saw what John Baker's definition of sanity. What what would be your definition of sanity? When you hear sanity, what do you uh? <laughs> you smiling because you're looking over Jim smiling. Like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I mean. a husband and three daughters. <laughs> yes. No, that's insanity. The question is sanity. <laughs> just <laughs> <No>, me. <laughs> oh, I saw where that was going. That, that, that's that's true. That yeah, we, we we tend to be a little insane, as husbands sometimes. I I, I think sanity I, I think the thing that John Baker gave um, is pretty pretty good. You, you know, this is a making decisions in truth, whole wholeness of mind, basing decisions on truth, but. I kind of look at it as being, if if insanity is doing the same thing, again, that's that doesn't mention there, but it is, that's, that was Einstein's, that was his definition, and it's a good one. If insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result, kind of the, the opposite of that, or the antithesis of that would be, is to understand that sometimes we need to make different decisions. If you have a sane mind, you realize, I need to make changes. <laughs> you know, and that, that, that might, wouldn't that be kind of a definition? You know, someone who recognizes the, the need for a change and, and, and makes those changes. And I think that's probably, that would kind of fall under that wholeness of mind, because that's, you know, so I'm not disagreeing with their definition but but if I, if I really like the definition of insanity, that would mean the kind of sanity would be you know the opposite of that what <laughs> <laughs> no the whole time I'm talking about insanity, she's in there smiling at me I was there thinking there's okay oh well. So how have your past expectations of yourself or others been unrealistic and give examples? How have your past expectations of yourself or others been unrealistic? Ooh. How about expectations of yourself? Unrealistic expectations of yourself. Anybody ever had any of those? Anybody ever tried to be perfect? A perfectionist? Yeah. It's, anytime you have an expectation of yourself, of of being able to do anything perfectly, you're setting yourself up for, you know, fall. Because nobody does anything perfectly. (laughs) It It just doesn't happen. You you know, and that's uh, so so perfection. That that would that would be an example, you know. Other unrealistic expectations. Have have you ever thought that that uh, that you were you could be a good person all the time? Is that is that that's kind of a loaded question? Can I be a good person all the time? Is that a realistic expectation of yourself? I don't think it is either because i here's the beautiful thing about you know we've all sin fallen short of the glory of God that that shows that in certain circumstances all of us will make the wrong decision you, you know no 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 that's 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 you know you can be a good person and, and still make not good choices. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing the little word game, you know, the, the, the psychology, oh, she's not a bad person, they make bad decisions, bad choices. You know, I'm not playing those kind of word games. But what I am saying is, is, is you know, any expectation of yourself, and this is where sometimes I think it's, it's easier to see it in others, any expectation of somebody else being a good person 100% of the time that will let you down as well, you know, because I have I have been guilty of that. I, I've had relationships, especially with pastors, when I was younger, where I, I put them on this pedestal and I I expected them to be these perfect people, and that they weren't. And, and you know, and that was kind of a, that was kind of a fall. You know, even not anything that. They, and none of them did anything horrible. It's just when we when we put people on pedestals, we put people. We have these expectations of of ourselves or others where where they're in these elevated places in in, in their lives. All we're doing is really setting ourselves, you know, up to be let down, and which which can be difficult, you know, even for us. You know, I've I've even seen you know, you know, family members, and I'm not talking about, you know, Sue and the Girls, you know, more my, my family of origin, I should say, where I've heard of things and seen things that they've done, and it was just like, oh, oh my Lord. You, you, you know, and it, and it's just because I, I had this unfair expectation that, and here's, sometimes, and here's where I think the rub is. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes we believe that everybody's, you know, moral thermometer should be the same as ours. And, and sometimes when we, when, when they violate our moral thermometer, um, you, you know, we, we've kind of put an unfair expectation on them. You know, when we're let down by that, you, you know, it's. Uh, and I'm not saying that you should be okay when they violate your moral thermometer cuz you shouldn't be i mean i there was somebody that i knew it was very close with i found out that they had an abortion you know should i be okay with them having an abortion no i, I should not be okay with them having an abortion but when when that happened that that unrealistic expectation i had of that person you know made me it was kind of crushing <laughs> You know, it was just like, and that's. Uh, so I think sometimes when we have these unrealistic expectations of people, you know, always doing what we think they should do, or you know, being essentially perfect, I think sometimes that could that can kind of get in the way of our our own lives. You know, when we when we have this expectation of others always doing the right thing. And again, what I'm not saying is. You know, be okay with bad things. You know, that's not what I'm saying. You know, we're, we're, the Bible tells us to hate sin, love God, hate sin, all that stuff. I'm not, uh, well, I'm, well, just what I'm saying is we have to have, and in, in kind of the way I see this fleshed out in church world, and you know, I'm talking universally, not, not again, Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church. The thing I've seen a lot in church world is, is you know, people from the world will come into the church. Is broken people, not saved people, and then if they're dressed a certain way, or they, they talk a certain way, or they, or they this a certain way or that a certain way, they have. A, they, sometimes they can receive judgment, and, and, and you know, and that's that, that, that's a that that's a that's a we have placed an unfair expectation on, on these people coming in, when, when we treat them that way. You know, I've often said over the, over the years, we can't expect unsaved people to act saved. We we, we just we we just can't. Because when we ex- when we put that expectation on unsaved people, you know, all all they're going to feel is, is judgment, and and, and that's the uh, judgment. And that, that's an interesting thing, you know. Are you allowed to judge them? This is a whole different topic, but 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 it kind of goes together with expectations. You know, when, when, when people don't act the way we think they should, and we when we, we act judgmental toward them, is, is that can we do that? The Bible teaches us actually to be harder on each other, <laughs> in a sense. it, it tells us. It tells us as believers to to judge their fruit. You know why? why does especially leadership? You are expected to judge my fruit. <laughs> you, you know, you just are. You, you know, so I, I can't stand there and say you're not my judge because actually I, you are. You know, what's what's the one thing that what's the one thing that they said we absolutely cannot judge? You, you know. We're not supposed to judge whether whether or not they're saved because that's not our call. You know, we can't judge the, you know, you know their heart condition. We can't see that. God can see that. But when it comes to judging fruit, and this is mostly a leadership thing, you know, before we put somebody in a leadership position, the the uh, we should be judging their fruit. But but that's uh, and that one, some of the biggest mistakes I've seen in church life is somebody becomes saved early, or gets, gets saved and be put in leadership too early before their, their fruit has been you know, had a chance to be seen. But those, those expectations of expect- these un- unrealistic expectations of ourselves or others it can really have it can really have a profound impact on us. You know sometimes we need to just let those go you know have have you ever felt bad about yourself or something you've done yeah I think we probably all have should we Should we let that thing go? I think we should forgive ourselves. I think we should here's here's the difference, and this is- kind of, this is the where that forgive and forget thing comes in. You know, I've talked about that. I think we, we're we supposed to forgive ourselves and others, but we are supposed to remember the lessons. You know, when I drop the ball, I'm supposed to forgive myself for dropping the ball, but I'm not supposed to forget the sorrow connected with the mistake because that helps me not to make the same mistake. You, you, you know, because what happens when you don't forgive others and you don't forgive yourself you start looking at other people as being bad people or when you look at yourself as being a bad person you, 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 we're just imperfect people <laughs> particularly believers you we are imperfect people that God is working his his, 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 his stuff and you know to make you more and more like Jesus so there's when we have those expectations about ourselves, sometimes we need to. When we fall short on our own expectations, we need to. We need to forgive ourselves. Paul or David struggled with it. You know, the the, the, the forgiveness, the repentance psalm. I think it was fifty one off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he he had he had to ask God, "Help me, O Lord, with blood guilt." You know. He was essentially David himself was having, and he, he had something big to be. He needed that was after he had Bathsheba's husband murdered. You know, so I mean, he, obviously he was struggling with it, not blood guilt. You know, but he was he was he was asking God to help me with this guilt I'm feeling. Help me, help me forgive myself. So it's a uh, it, it's not an uncommon thing. Any other examples? Anybody wants to give? Yourself or others, unrealistic expectations? Alrighty, so in the past, how has trusting only in your own feelings and emotions gotten you in trouble? <laughs> in the past, how has trusting your emotions or feelings gotten you in trouble? No, that's exactly what that, that, that's. Sometimes I get emotional. Yeah. The no, that that that's huge because sometimes when we've when we're, we've we're kind of laying our trust in the way we feel, we think we we can sometimes lash out, you know, at people when they've when they've hurt us, and, and that's and that's something that. No. And again, uh, I'm not saying that you should be a, when somebody hurts you, especially if, it's, if they've done something genuinely wrong toward you, uh, it, it's okay to be angry. You know, the Bible's okay. The, the Bible tells us to be angry, but don't sin. And sin not. You know, so, so you can be Angry or upset with the way that somebody has something they have said to you or done to you or some way they've treated you, and that's, that's okay. You, you know, we are, we are still taught that we have to somehow let that go. You know, don't let the sun fall on your, your, your anger. You, you know, but that anger response, it, it's, a, it's actually a God thing. But, you know, some we like to call it righteous indignation, you, you know, being mad about the right things. But 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 the but where the sin part comes is, is if if you get hurt and you try to hurt back that that's a sinful response yeah, yeah it, it's a it's a vengeful response but I would I would argue to say because because we're all human that's probably most of our default response. You know, if, if somebody smacks you in the face, you know, figuratively, you want to smack them in the face back. You, you, or literally, yes. That, that, that's, no, that's very true. So, so sometimes when we trust their emotions, we, 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 we sometimes respond in, in, in ways that doesn't honor God. And, and what I've seen time and time again is that it, it makes the situation even worse, worse than what it was. One of the, one of the things, I've it's, a, it's a, a taught response in myself. I've, I've had to teach myself, and I well, will soon be the first to tell you, sometimes I'm not good at it. But, but I try, 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 try to never react. So there, there are sometimes things where people will be throwing stuff in my direction, and I won't say a thing. I, I just kind of—it's—it's it's not me. It's not me not caring about what they're saying to me. I mean, I've I've had some I've had some daggers thrown in my direction over the years. But if I don't respond immediately, it's—it's—it's it's, it's not that I don't care. That I'm even just letting you beat me up. It's a matter of sometimes it's best for me not to respond right then because it might take a downward spiral that I don't want it to go. You know, and especially when, especially in this scenario, in this this context, if somebody in the church says something really ugly to me, the it's 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 difficult. You know for me to if I were to react the way I want to react it's it's no longer personal. you know if you attack me and I attack you back it's it's now the pastor attacking somebody in the church you know so it's kind of you know so sometimes if we let our emotions you know kind of control that we, sometimes we go places that we just <laughs> it just shouldn't go. Have I have I always been good? No, I haven't been always good at that. I mean, Jim can tell you, we've been in a board meeting, there was one particular person that fired rounds at me and, and it hit the right button and I fired him right back. It's it's, it's not, I don't always, I'm all, not always 100%. <laughs> Sometimes I go through days where I'm 0%, you know, but that's but we do need to we we do need to try to train ourselves to to listen be quick to listen and slow to speak because sometimes when we become quick to speak you know things things just get way worse than what they were and I mean and sometimes sometimes the, the it's best to completely step away and let it set for a while to decide how how the best handle I mean. Several weeks ago, I had somebody throw a lot of things at me, and I'm still trying to decide, how do I respond to this? You know, so, so sometimes it, it, it takes a couple weeks to kind of let that thing settle and decide, you know, how, what, how do I, what should I do here? You know, and that's, uh, So we can't let our emotions, we can't let our emotions. Probably something I see a big mistake with, with and this is especially bad with young people, you know, teens, twenties, thirties—they'll uh, let their emotions, you know, kind of take over, and, and they'll make life decisions like marrying people, you know, that they don't really know that well, <laughs> you, you know. And that's that's or that I see that happen in older folks too, because sometimes, particularly if you've been alone for a while, you you know, you get wrapped up into it. The but sometimes when we let our our, our emotions. Um, t- take over control. We can make poor life decisions, we, you know. So that's so we need to going back to John Baker's example of of, of what sanity is. It's wholeness of mind, basing things on truth. Sometimes we, we you know before we make huge decisions, we need to find out what that truth is, you, you, you know. And that's but, but I see that a lot, especially in younger people. I've seen it. Married people, you, you get you get you get a big enough fight, they get a divorce. You, you, you know, and it's not. Oh my goodness! If you got if you got if you divorced every time you got into a big fight, I, I mean, our fifty percent married survival rate would probably be about five percent. You know, sometimes you just you just you just have to stick it out. You, you know what's. What would be a good def? What would be a good definition of of, of love? Not, not not looking at First Corinthians thirteen. That's the perfect definition of love. Is love a choice? I, I think it is. I, I know science says it is, but I think I agree with them. You know, love isn't always, you know, the warm and fuzzy feeling. You know, love is is because i don't imagine when jesus was being hung on the cross he had a lot of warm and fuzzies going on but for him love was a hard decision to do the right thing and if if more people if more people would would pay less attention to the warm and fuzzies and more about the truth and what's right i think i think our society would look a lot different any other examples of how trusting your emotions in the past has gotten you in trouble Well, here's here's another one that I, i've seen many many times again and, and and this is the thing that this is the thing that's caused me probably some of the most you know issues even over the last year the, the uh, your, your workplace you know, get mad and just leave. Or get mad and and just, you know, you all kind of know the backdrop behind where I work and, you know, with who and how all this stuff is played together. You, You know, my emotion would tell me to you know, put in the song, take this job, and shove it, and, and you know, drive away with with the sunset, with with that place in the you know, in, in my rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side, you know, when, when I when I stop letting it be an emotional thing, uh, and, and realize because there's 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 a lot of not so good emotions connected there. I have to look at. We have to pay for our house. <laughs> we need insurance. We need this and we need that. How many people get mad at their job and just walk away? I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's a real thing. And, and, and did it cause you issues, issues financially? Did it cause you, did, did you yeah. I, I mean, that's just, that's just an example of how sometimes our emotions, when we let our emotions drive the train, you know, sometimes things don't, don't turn out so well. Now, on the flip side of that, if if you're in a work situation and it's just not working, look for something else. But but, and this is something again you see, especially in younger people. You you know, they'll quit one job before they have another one. (laughs) Done that one too. Who was that? The younger people don't understand the money. They don't. They don't. The younger people don't get it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Absolutely. because of that, I try to
0: remember I Think about this. A lot of times in my
1: life, I want
0: I wanted to do. I stuck it out with some. God gave me. I always kind of felt like. I Never asked for raises. Because God knew what I was worth. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Seems to work. Not that I didn't look to better myself. Yeah. That, yeah, wrong with better you gotta watch out. Try not to burn bridges behind me, and uh, that has. Is- our whole life's circumstances, my heart said, Quit. One of my favorite songs, I hate to say this, Roxette's rock rock song, Listen to Your Heart.
1: <laughs> I just like the It's still a good song. You, know, you don't listen it, to it, but it's a good in, song. In the way that she sings it and everything. Yeah, huh. it's one of those things that people can get taken up in. What I just oh, think yeah. to myself. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Well, I should say, don't listen to the wisdom of the song, but listen to the song. It is a great song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's. Thirteen jobs in one year, and, and that's and that would be a difficult place to live. You know, it really, really would. And the scripture that Jim brought out is is perfect for this, because in the movie Fireproof. One of the most profound uh, lines in this this movie, for me, one of the most profound, is Caleb, the guy that Kurt Cameron was playing, uh, you know, the you know the captain, the, the firefighter, wanted to divorce his, his wife. He's like, I don't feel this, I don't feel that, you know, my heart's just not in it. And Michael, the lieutenant under him, says, you know, you must lead your heart. You know, he, what he's saying is, don't. Don't let your heart lead you. Lead your heart, <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, that is, that is that is that is one of the most profound things I've ever heard, and it was in this this, this, this movie. You know, you got to lead your heart. But but yeah, that that's uh, it, and so often, and that's kind of that's kind of the wisdom of 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 the world r- right now. In fact, it always kind of has been. The more you think about it, if you listen to the world, the world tells you to listen to your heart. You you, you know, do what your heart says. Follow your heart. Follow this. Follow that. You you know. So, so the advice your friends often give you, and the advice the world always gives you, is 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 pursue what makes you happy. You, you, You know, and that's I can I can promise you that there's nowhere in the Bible where where God ever promises happiness. He promises joy, <laughs> but there's there's a big difference between joy. Joy is the ability to to have the inside warm and fuzzy in the midst of the unhappiness, and that's that's a that could be a hard thing. Yeah, that is a good and definition. something today
0: might be. Church lesson is you know, seven and eight.
1: Covenant, he mm-hmm. stole oh, yeah. stuff to you he know, because he wasn't content.
0: Mm-hmm. Look what it cost
1: him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it, 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 and, and I think Solomon really, really. He, he kind of wrapped all this up when he was saying, basically, I've, I've, I've had it all. I've, I've chased after my heart. I've, I've had the women. I've had the money. I've had this. I've had that. But, but he says it's like, he says like chasing the wind. <laughs> he didn't wait to his heart closing he, he just waited absolutely the next battle mm-hmm. you know it that, uh, head of god was, and, and, and don't and I, wait do not we all say that I've,
0: Sometimes we
1: that heaven. Oh absolutely.
0: What he's saying there is sometimes I look like, is this a God thing? Does God want me to do this or am I going ahead of him? You know what I mean? So right though. Absolutely. Get impatient. Sometimes something's put in our laps that's like,
1: work. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Mom and dad said, Wait.
0: Mm hmm. don't
1: make it to the point where they don't want to Brings a whole of issues. It does. So it's the funny thing about wrong decisions. They have a tendency to lean into other wrong decisions. <laughs> you know, but it's but no, you're you're you are you are you are all very you're all right on the money on this uh, this thing. It's it, it's you, you know, it's it's yeah, y'all got this. Y'all can be teaching this. Y'all can be up here. Y'all can take my spot. <laughs> yeah, we we need a letter. We need to depend more on God's truth. Do we often? How often? I'm actually. Like, do we? Have, we do. How often, based on how what we're feeling about something, do we give God counsel? This is what needs to happen. You know, that's... Oh, I've done that more more times than I can imagine. God, this is this this is what needs to happen here. We have time for half of a question here, so let me just... So how can your higher power, Jesus Christ, help restore you to make some sane decisions? And how do you get a second chance? So how, how can... How can Jesus restore us to right decisions? Giving us a peace in the heart about the right thing, that's for sure. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Absolutely. Kind of give him the wheel. Look back.
0: Our is
1: that this is kind of oh absolutely discipline is huge you know and there there's and that's and that's something I, I think it's so misunderstood in the church you know and especially by the world people who really just don't understand god it is they look at condemnation and discipline, or even punishment and discipline, as being all kind of the same thing. You know, punishment very often isn't isn't helpful. It's just it's just a. I wish I had a dollar for every time I've seen people go to jail. And I'm not knocking the jail system because it's not the best, but it's, it's the best that we have. I mean, it's we we don't it, we really we don't have any other viable options. But ha, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've seen somebody go into jail, which is a punishment, and and then come out two, three, four years later, and they're worse than they were than, than when they went in. And, and you know, so and so if if. The purpose behind jails is it's, it's just literally its a punishment. You know, they're trying to get better about rehabilitation, but they're not there yet. Discipline does often involve this, but it also deals with the rehabilitation. It, it, it deals with when Jesus allows us to feel heat. We make a wrong decision, He allows us to, to feel heat or even let us fall flat on their face based on their decision it, it, it's it, it's not even a punishment or it's not it, it's, it's not you, you know he's being mean I've learned that some of my best lessons have come from the fall Jesus knows that about us some, sometimes when we don't follow his direction if we don't if we, if we move forward without that that, that that peace, Hey, this is what God wants, or and we just move and, and fall flat on their face. That 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 type of discipline does teach us not to do do it again. So that is the, the discipline of God, and and God sometimes letting us make the choice of step out and make the wrong decision. The lessons we learn that that is a way of Jesus helping us to restore the sanity by, but when we look back to the past and realize the lessons that, that we learned in those times, and, and, and we can almost, we can almost be thankful, you know, that he, that he handled it in that way so that we don't make the same mistake and where maybe the stakes are even higher. You know, that's, but yeah, that's, you know, praying, praying to him, Waiting for that, pay, that 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 piece, you know. Looking at those lessons that, that we've learned in the past, that, that he's shown us through, you know, letting us step out and sometimes and sometimes discipline us. And, and the the reality is, and the Bible tells us that a a good father does discipline their children. You know, that's not just advice for you know us and our earthly kids. You know, a good good father will also. Discipline us. And it's, 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 not, it's not a bad thing. Thy rod and thy the staff, they come for me. You, you know, what's, what's David talking about? The discipline of God. You, you know, the, that's the rod. Spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, that, that, that's the beautiful thing about when God disciplines us, though, He doesn't dis- destroy us, He doesn't tear us down. He, you know he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't discipline us. You know, he, I have seen and I've, and I've talked about. It, and I'll, I'll land this plane real quick. So we got five minutes. I was told I had to shut my mouth at ten. The uh, um, I have I've, I've arrested the, the the one mom because she 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 called me because she was she did one wanted me to take her son away because he was undisciplined. He, you know, he, was un, he wouldn't listen to her. And I get there, and the boy's got blood running out of his ears. And, and, and I'm, I'm talking to him like, dude, what, did she do that to you? He's like, yeah, yeah, she, she hit me. I mean, he had blood coming out of his ears. I said, why? Why did she do that to you? She told me when I got home, I had a vacuum. And I didn't, I played my video games. When she got home, I hadn't vacuumed yet. You, you, you know, so she, I took her to jail. I, I mean, that's not a reasonable, that's, that's, a, that's an assault. That's not a reasonable discipline. In Virginia, you're allowed to smack your kids. You, you know, it, it, it's not, we don't, we, 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 we smile on it. Yeah, we want you to beat your kids so that we don't have to later. You, you know, but on the flip side, you know, when you cross lines, you, you know, when that, 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 this stops being a discipline and it starts being a, a punishment. And punishment has a tendency of, of breaking us down and, it, and it's not helpful. When God disciplines us, it's never that. He, he never beats us to where our ears bleed because we did something just, just, just immature. You, you know, that's not the way God works. When God disciplines us, it's for real reasons, and he always restores. That, that, that's, that's one of the biggest ways that you can tell if, if God's doing something with you or if Satan's doing something with you. Because if you're under the discipline of God, you still feel like a child of God, and you still know that you are loved and, and, and that he, his desire is to restore you. If, if what you're going through and you feel like a piece of dog poop and, and you feel like you've just been beat down and you're a low life, that's, that's Satan working in your life. God doesn't work that way. He doesn't. He just doesn't. So, so when we're walking through these times of, of either discipline or we're being beat up by, by, by old snaggletooth, the discipline we want to embrace, because that's God's way of teaching us. But again, during discipline, you still feel loved. You, you know, you you realize that God's moving you back into a direction of where you need to be. But if you're spiraling the opposite direction, and you don't feel like you you, you should even be in church anymore, because you feel so, feel so bad about yourself, or you feel bad about this, or you feel bad about that. That that's that's. That's that's responding to that way and feeling that that is a God thing is insanity. If 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 you believe if, if you believe that bad things going on around you and 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 you're feeling like you're purposeless or meaningless or, or that you're beat down and broken, believing that's God that's not wholeness of mind because it's not who God is that's not the way God works. He you, you know even even when he allowed the Israelites to be taken away you know from their homeland he never left them. You know some of the psalms that we have we we've learned have come out of the times during exile. He never left them. They they still realize that even though this bad thing has gone on, that God is is, is with us. And, And then he was still moving them back into a direction of... And this is the thing, God is working on their behalf all the time, even when we don't see it. The Assyrians and the Babylonians took them away. When he was raising up the Persians, who eventually took over the Babylonians, the Babylonians took over the Assyrians, the Persians ended up taking over the Babylonians. God was raising the power of a nation who, whose dealings with people were different. The, the, Persians, the Persians tried to get along with their conquered people. They, they were, the, the Babylonians and, and, the, and the Assyrians, their thing was wanting to break your spirit. The Persians, you know, the, their, their thing was you know, if, if we can make our conquered people happy, you know, there's less stress so when he when he raised up a king where Nehemiah could go to and says we, want, we really want to go home you know we want to go home god God was raising up a king who would listen to Nehemiah and let them go home you know I'm sure during these times of exile there were times that they didn't feel connected to god but but he never disconnected from them you know some of them were still writing the some of the psalms we read to this day and he was he he was rearranging the entire world arena you know working on the behalf of his of his chosen people without them knowing it to raise up a king who would let them go back to Jerusalem you, you know that that's the whole thing with with augustus he 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 allowed an emperor to be raised up to who who would demand a census who would bring mary and joseph to bethlehem for christ to be born you, you know he's, he's always working he's always in control even when we don't see it you know, I, I read something on MSN. I don't read MSN because they're very, very, very liberal. But I have the um, I have the um, Microsoft Edge, and that's kind of their default thing. So if you hit a new window, MSN comes up. Just because I haven't been too lazy to change that. Yeah, David, I can change that. <laughs> and it says that the United States, and this is surprising for them, the United States under Biden has entered the darkest time of its history. You, you know, so so apparently both sides are kind of feeling this, you know. So, but I can assure you, the God is still in control. He's still doing something. He's got he's raising up a leader as we speak. You know, to take us to the next level. But, but but God's God's always God's always in control. Oh, it's two after. I'm sorry. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, Lord. We we thank you again for this this, this, this study and and recovery. Lord, we I thank you for this discussion about you know our emotions and and, and, and how kind of giving our heart the reins can lead us down bad places, but but, but leaning toward in, in the truth, leaning in the use how we how how we have this 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 whole mind this this sane mind. God, we just ask that you continue to work with us to bring us to a place of sanity and, and less in a place of insanity. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.